Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. So happy to be able to impart some new musings to you. I just, I love doing the podcast. I think it is so fun to just share information and musings and thoughts. And I'm in a very cool kind of space of growth and not even any sort of growth that has a specific trajectory. Like I would love to go back and get my PhD, but that's not a season I've been invited into yet. But, and and I've also mentioned that as we come up to this school year starting. This is the first time in three decades I'm unplugged from the academic calendar. So in the most literal sense, it's not formal education happening for me. But I want to talk today about what it looks like to have kind of a voracious appetite for learning, but using the distinction about knowledge and wisdom. And we should be growing in knowledge, but we should be learning how to use it wisely. It is for our benefit that we become not only lifelong learners, but we are people who can apply what we've actually learned and grow in skills, grow in self-agency, just grow in our ability to share our wisdom with the world around us. So knowledge is what we've learned. Wisdom is the ability to use it in profound and helpful ways. But what I notice with some clients and, and even in some of my you know friends and family's lives and even at chapters in my own life, I notice that there are some times or in some areas where we relearn the same thing over and over again because when we grow in knowledge, we're not necessarily practicing it in a way that we grow in wisdom as well. And so we should work on surrounding ourselves with learning and learning opportunities, but hopefully the objective is to grow in the application of the knowledge, to grow in actual skills. We shouldn't know things just to know things. Let's talk about application. And so what was kind of the catalyst for this is I'm talking to a client last week and the client is talking about, um, at this point in time, they're, they're in their early 50s and they're talking about regulated eating. They're talking about wanting to engage in some structured eating. And they said, you know, if someone would just write the plan for me, it would be significantly easier. And I pushed back and I was like, is that true? You really want someone else to monitor what goes into your body? For five decades, you haven't learned your own likes, your preferences, what's good for you, what's not good for you? What if we took the time to do that instead of someone writing something and you blindly followed it? I said, there's a little bit of an immaturity to that. You do not have to be fully educated on all of the things that you participate in. But at the very least, I want you to have some self-agency about what goes into your body. One of the reasons why is unfortunately, when we acquiesce to someone else, often we protest that very thing eventually. We resent it. So let's say someone shows up in a structured eating program and they really kind of do nose to the grindstone for a couple months and then they give it kind of a metaphoric middle finger and they're like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And they, they're back at square one because they haven't learned the fundamentals of food. They haven't learned the fundamentals of how their body responds to food, not how everyone else's body responds to food, but what's going on with them. So often we get kind of belligerent if someone else is calling the shots for us. But the only way someone stops calling the shots for us is if we take the time to learn. 
The other thing is, what if you do just blindly follow someone else's impositions? What if you never actually protest? What if you don't learn autonomy of what should or should not be in your body? And we'll extrapolate this out to other life domains. But at at the level of physical health, you should have a high level of influence, if not outright control, with what's going on in your body. And if you don't, you should start to learn the fundamentals. We should not just live out a path that someone else has charted for us and commit to that for the next 40, 50 years. Instead of shifting from one fad to the next, what if we took the time to learn about food? What if we took the time to learn about the fundamentals of what micronutrients are and what macronutrients are? What are inflammatory foods? What foods, when we eat them, attack some people's joints and lead to, you know, gastrointestinal distress? What if we learned about gut health and we learned a little bit about how that influenced mind-body wellness? Now, we don't all have to nerd out to the level that I choose to nerd out because I, I literally love this stuff. I'm actually recreationally taking a course right now through Precision Nutrition so that I can get some sort of certification in food nutrition. I just, I absolutely love this area. I love body, mind, and spirit interplay. So for me, it comes from a place of passion. But when I'm talking to my clients, it doesn't have to be a passion for them, but it shouldn't be a place of soul dependency. At the most basic level, what you put in your body should have your attention. It should have your permission. It should definitely have your influence. When we're talking about domain wellness, there's a whole host of areas when clients just kind of throw up their hands and say, hey, this is just too hard for me. I will push back and I will say to them, hey, at some point, we've got to grow up. When we talk about recreation, you abstaining from all recreation, that's a problem. Body, mind, and spirit wellness means you should be doing things that you enjoy to some degree. Not doing it because others aren't doing it first, not doing it because you haven't taken the time to figure stuff out of what your likes are or what your dislikes are. I'm concerned about that. We should be out there trying new things. When we talk about financial health, if you're just acquiescing where someone else is in charge of your financial finances and you're just like, hey, you know, ignorance is bliss. I'm going to push back against that. That doesn't sound very emotionally well. It doesn't sound very financially well. It doesn't sound very well at all. I had one client, she would not, she literally would not check her bank account out of fear that it was going to be in the negative. So her cue to kind of get life together was whenever her card was declined, she would finally go back and be like, oh, okay, I guess we should address that. But literally every time she swiped her card, she was living in some sort of kind of suspended state of will it go or won't it go? Will I be okay or won't I be okay? And she lived her life as a reaction. And we were talking about what does it look to live life as a proactive financial person? And it's taken us a long time, but we're we're kind of on a trajectory where she's working on being an educated person in her own story, not just with knowledge, but applying it to wisdom. When we are learning something, when we are in a learning program, it's not supposed to go on forever. Some of the things I want to learn over the next little while, I've talked about wanting to learn to ride motorcycle. So if I get someone to help me learn that, they're not supposed to ride with me for the rest of my life. That would be ridiculous. I still cannot swim. It is on my goals for this year. I'm still working towards that. But I don't want to take a swim coach with me everywhere. I need to learn the skill and then outgrow the teacher. That has to be true. That has to be something that we work towards in many areas of life. Because you want to be able to trust the process of growing in your skill set, growing in discipline, and outgrow someone else telling you what to do. We are not supposed to be perpetually dependent. So what I would encourage you to do 
do is start creating frameworks for things. When we talk about recreation, maybe a framework looks like every Thursday night, I'm going to find something to do for a couple hours. And it could be a new activity each week. It could be the same repetitive activity each week. It could be seasonal. It could be solo. It could be with partners. But a framework matters. A consistent framework that you show up for yourself, that matters. When we talk about a framework for financial health, we're talking about making sure that you have X amount for discretionary income each month, X amount going into savings, X amount going to pay bills, and then you create a framework and you stick to it. Now, if someone else has influence in that framework, that's okay, but they should not be holding your hand every step of the way, making every decision with you. At some point, you're supposed to grow in knowledge and apply it as wisdom. When we're in a learning program, we're supposed to outgrow some of the dependency there. So you find a framework, but over time, your voice is supposed to get stronger. If someone else is calling the shots, we're probably short selling our own potential. Now, I will say there are areas to which I will always defer to professionals. So when we're talking about house repairs, in general, if it's not something that I can quick YouTube and, you know, pop a breaker or spray some sort of ointment, would it be ointment? Some sort of tincture? I don't know, some sort of combination of something on a problem. Speaking of, I have a whole like bee wasp problem right now. They like show up one at a time inside of my condo and it's the most confusing thing ever. That's why, you know, sprays and tinctures are on my brain right now. But if I can't fix it in that sort of capacity where it's just a quick solution, I'm going to call in the experts because I'm not supposed to know all the nuance of home repair. In my medical care, now that that one gets interesting because I am going to actually have a lot of self-efficacy in any sort of medical decision, but I'm going to use the voice of doctors and nurses to heavily influence what I do. We should be taking an active role in most parts of our lives. So there are some pieces, yes, acquiesce, and I understand that there's professionals for a reason, but you should not be acquiescing across the board on things that are fundamental to your health, things like your physical wellness, things like your emotional wellness, things like your finances. We have to grow in knowledge and apply it as wisdom. And so here's what it looks like. It looks like starting by learning. Now it can take a while and perhaps for some it will take a long while, but after you start with learning, then you look at whomever is around you as part of your support network and you begin to co-write things. So I'm talking with a client very specifically. Her fiance continually has to monitor her finances. And I said to her, I said, you know what? September is a really good time for him to show you how to make the house payment. And when we get to October, I want him to invite you into how to make the payment for electric. And when we get to November, you're going to help make the house payment and the electric payment. And then you're going to help make the insurance payment. And in December, we're going to add into that and you're going to help him in the proactive setting of a budget for Christmas gifts. And we're doing a gradual scaffolding, building skills so that she does not acquiesce her finances. She cannot do that long-term and expect the relationship to not have some rupture points because of it. Because she's out there blindly spending and it's having consequences. So she has to start learning. So she's gonna start with learning, but then she's gonna co-write the middle. She's going to decide how she can come alongside of someone in the process and grow in strength. So I've been very excited over the last couple of weeks. I've been talking with my progressive overload coach and I hired him back last October. We've done four 10-week segments together and I had a lot of ideas this time. So I sent him probably four or five exercises, uh, two or three that I wanted to maintain from our last round of exercises and several more that I wanted to include. And so of the 16 moves that I'm invited to do over the next 10 weeks, I've helped co-create about 33% of them. I will not be paying for a coach 
for the rest of my life. I am paying for it for a season while I learn things. Emotional health is another area there. Therapy in general, my job is to work myself out of a job. My job is not to be someone's forever support. Now, there might be outliers to that, but in general, the goal is to help someone get stronger so they lean on me for a while and some might lean on me for a long while. We're talking about years and years. Imagine if I created dependency with a client and then something happens to me. Now they're possibly immobilized and that's a problem. We need to be continually working towards self-agency in a client's story because they need to practice autonomy. And it can take years and that's okay. But I am not the forever plan. It doesn't work. I need clients to get stronger. Clients need clients to get stronger. So after we co-write the middle, we practice, we practice, we practice. Then we start to take our first steps towards autonomy. And it's this gradual release. It's not supposed to be quick and abrupt. So think of with progressive overload, I'm helping kind of co-write the program right now. Over time, I'm going to ask him if I can create most of the program and he just gives me feedback and pointers. Then I will get stronger and more autonomous in that process. With clients, so back to the therapy analogy, often we decrease frequency. So instead of every week, we go to every other week and then over time, maybe we're checking in once a month. It's this gradual release. But while I have them, the most important thing we do is we co-create a framework so that their voice heavily influences whatever the process is. And now I want to take a minute. It's a bit redundant. If you follow me on YouTube at all, it's at West in Progress, all one word. You know, highly encourage that. These are kind of four to six minute sound bites with visuals a lot of the time. But one of the things I shared about several months ago is when you stay in the grind and you're committed to learning a new skill, in short order, we streamline it in really cool ways. So while it used to take me five to six hours a weekend to meal prep, it now takes easily under two hours. When I started the podcast 14 months ago, it would take me eight to 10 hours on the weekend. It now takes me three to four hours. Create a framework, stick to it, and the process will streamline over time. So When I say create a framework, one of the things that I've done is kind of all the education I've learned about food. I've decided to kind of create my own structure where I focus on 110 grams of protein every day. So that is something I'm intentional about. I'm also intentional with seven to 10 fruits and veggies a day. And then I eat mostly unprocessed clean foods, but that's at like an 80-20 variable. So I can indulge if I want to, but in general, I eat fairly clean. That's my own framework. That's an amalgam of all the different learning I've done, how my body responds to things, and also the goals that I have with progressive overload. So I've created a framework and I stick to it because I want to stick to it because it's what works with my current life right now. So give yourself credit. We can learn, we can grow in skills, we can create frameworks, but eventually the goal is to practice autonomy and to grow in your trust that we can do things. We should be forever learning, but over time as we grow in experience, hopefully we grow in wisdom as well and we can apply that wisdom. Another thing to consider as we wrap up here is life is seasonal. If a season ends and we have not practiced autonomy, we have not grown in our skills and we have not grown in knowledge to apply as wisdom, we can become very destabilized. I encourage you to grow in this season because a new season will eventually be upon you. So grow in skills, grow in courage, learn about yourself and then apply it to your lives, friends, but apply it with your voice leading the charge, not depending solely on someone else's. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.